and welcome to Delisted the Podcast. I'm Allison, which is a little different for regular listeners who might have been expecting to hear Michael Kay's voice at the top of the show. But at the end of our last episode, number 131, Michael mentioned that we would be taking a week off um, for the July 4th holiday and that when we returned, the show would be a little bit different because just Michael is taking the week off this week. So he's off, but... I didn't want to do the show alone because that's not fun for anyone. So we have a extra special guest co-host this week. So you may remember her from Delisted the Podcast 2020 end of year countdown show. So please welcome Mika. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> that was just me tapping my fingers on my desk, really. I, I'm um, like... Um, uh, what you remember that guy that used to do all the weird the the weird voices from the police academy? You know that guy? Yes, that was me, except for with my fingers. Oh, I I do, and no disrespect to him for neither of us being able to remember his name. But yes, we know he he's like a expert foley artist. He is good, sir. You are respected wherever you may be. Wait, did he die recently? <gasps> oh God, have I brought this down already? <laughs> no, I think that you might be thinking of another actor from Police Academy. Okay. Um, I do not believe that. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember. So, welcome to our Police Academy episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is this is talking Police Academy. Thanks for joining us. Well, so we're. I say we. I'm speaking for Michael, who's not here. Um, but we are thrilled to have you. By we, I mean the listeners are thrilled to have you because, you know. We know that uh, they love listening to you on our 2020 countdown. So thank you for coming back and doing the podcast this week. My pleasure. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm a natural born diva. So anytime I can have my voice highlighted, I take the opportunity. What a delight. I'm so glad that you're <laughs> up for it. Always. That, that's terrific. I sit here and I just like I eat a lot of beans and I just smell my own farts the whole time we're doing this kind of thing. That's the description of a diva. I believe that that's what, you know, Barbara Streisand would characterize herself as as well. Famously. famously what do you think Aretha had in her purse when she came on the stage? It wasn't for her money. It was for her beans. Yeah, Celine Dion, same thing. <laughs> Oh, boy. So, I mean, this is obviously isn't, a, you know, an all police academy slash uh, bean appreciation podcast. We have news to talk about. So we'll get right into it. So the biggest news of today, or I should say the biggest news of Tuesday, depending on when you listen to this podcast, is that the 2021 Emmy Award nominations were announced this morning. Uh, and, uh-huh. you know, today, the reason that Prince William and Prince Charles spit out their tea is because the crown is you know <laughs> exactly oh c- coming coming Foley. to you live Foley again sorry coming to you live from Kensington <laughs> Palace recording of them spitting out their team my god <laughs> Charles are you zooming in from London uh so fucking Netflix <laughs> sorry he's in Peaky Blinders I, I don't know what who's in Peaky Blinders I I William oh okay that's because that's the only British accent I can do. Really, is uh, I can't do a high British accent. I can do a Peaky Blinders slash Eliza Doolittle. So anytime I do, you know, what, maybe what Charles would say, it, it kind of sounds like he's on Peaky Blinders. You know what? That or any one of the five Spice Girls, all all the most acceptable British accents. <laughs> or any Girls Aloud. Oh, I don't know that one. Is that a Spice Girls offshoot? 
You don't know Cheryl? No. She's got a Geordie accent. Are you going to fire me? I don't have, no, I don't have hiring and firing power. We don't have HR. (laughs) (laughs) So along with The Crown, so The Crown was nominated for 24 um, nominations this morning. So it's kind of like this year's, I don't know, Mad Men or Marvelous Mrs. Meisel or The Sopranos or NYPD Blue. I know that's a big Emmy, Emmy winner from years back. So the crowd was nominated for like everything. They were nominated for in every category, like uh, actress in a drama, actor in a drama, supporting actors, writing, directing, uh, best series, everything. So if the you know if the queen appeared in a scene, it got nominated for an award. Tying with the crown, though, I would say that the crown is probably the the most watched of the many nominated series, but. The Mandalorian also got 24 nominations as well, which, you know, that's a big show if you're into Baby Yoda. Are you into The Mandalorian? Yes. I'm into Baby... Well, okay, so I, um, I'm i very susceptible to Muppety uh, glass eyes and cute faces. So I am into... Ba- I mean, I'm into Baby Yoda just, like, aesthetically, but, I mean, I did watch The Mandalorian, but... But I, I mean, I wouldn't say that I would die for Baby Yoda, but I would, um, you know, if he was like in a ditch like E.T., I would definitely pick him up and like. Okay, well, you heard it here first, folks. Mika will, would pick up a sick Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Baby Yoda is great. I love Baby Yoda. I, I live in a Baby Yoda house. My daughter is obsessed with Baby Yoda, even though. Oh, you've got a baby, baby Yodian? Is that what they call them? Baby Yodians? I guess. Here's the thing. That's not even his name. <laughs> I've been corrected many times and been told his name is Grogu. Oh. I don't I don't accept that. No. No, 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 no. I don't no, accept it. I no. reject it. His name is that's, Baby Yoda. That, that's, I reject it as well. I, it's Baby Yoda. Everybody knows that. It's it's a colloquial thing. If like, anybody has, has anything to say about Grogu, right, they need to email me directly. I'm going to take this one from you, Allison. I'm going to take it from you and bring it into me if somebody has a thing to say about us calling it baby yoda email me directly that's good because i have too many grogu uh correctors in my real life i don't want to have to deal with them through email. (laughs) forward them to me i will respond to each and every one of them you got it with the fiery passion that they deserve you're gonna regret that choice but i'll do it um so also getting a bunch of nominations were (laughs) wandavision which uh, that's also a Disney Plus show like The Mandalorian. Ted Lasso, which is a show that I know people love. I've never seen it, but I know that like people love it. So cute. So cute. <laughs> and Lovecraft Country Country, excuse me, not Lovecraft Lovecraft Country. Two hours there. Um they got eighteen nominations, which is awkward because HBO literally days ago just announced that they were canceling it after one season and then it just took home right. well, a buttload think- of nominations. I think what happened probably was like, ooh, we forgot to nominate a black show. Maybe. You know what I mean? So then they threw that well, in Well, that is, that is true, because if we're coming to snubs, uh, there were a couple snubs that were sort of like, to me, sort of obvious snubs. So um, Steve McQueen's uh, show Small Axe, which was like five short films mm. so they steve mcqueen he didn't mm-hmm. like uh steve mcqueen apparently didn't want to submit it for oscars because i think that the you know the internet speculation is that they were like you'd have a better chance at the emmys you'll definitely get nominated for emmys for it so submit it as television and um it didn't get nominated for anything Ugh. it was so good i love did you watch it yeah i did i really liked it 
It was amazing. So it's really getting complicated these days. I mean, the the landscape is completely different than when you were what baby watched baby's first. Uh, what was it? Hillside Blues. <laughs> yeah, it was the Dan Dennis Franch. The, Mupp- the Muppet Babies version of NYPD. The Hillside Blue Strangers. Hillside. <laughs> Featuring the Hillside Stranger. Oh my God. <laughs> sorry. Oh God. Michael never snorts. This is terrible. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's easy to do. The laughter just takes over you. But um, yeah, like the, so when we do like a rundown of the shows that were nominated, um, I want you to say seen it if you've seen it. If you haven't seen it, then dead air, dead awkward okay. air. So in for drama, best or outstanding drama, they don't say best. The nominees are The Boys. I haven't seen it. It's it's superheroes. Was I know it's superheroes. Bridgerton. Seen it. I have not seen Bridgerton. Um, the Crown. Seen it. I've seen every episode. Yes, me too. The Mandalorian. I haven't seen it. Seen it. Even though you have a Baby Yoda house. Hmm. I have I have multiple Baby Yoda t-shirts in my house, and I've never seen The Mandalorian. I couldn't tell you what it's wow. about. Poser. You're a poser. Oh, I definitely am. I'm big time poser. <laughs> People are like, oh, you like that show? I'm like, uh-huh. Oh, you like Baby Yoda? Tell me, tell me his middle name. I'm like, well... <laughs> B, <laughs> initial B, Yoda. B, yeah. B. Again, all, all all corrections, please send directly to me. Yeah. Do not bother some, Allison with this anymore. Get some Star Wars, uh, Star Wars emails for sure. Um, Pose, <laughs> have you seen Pose? Uh, I watched the. I did have not watched the final season yet, but I okay. saw up up until the final season. I'm waiting. So Pose is like an HBO show, and I. Uh, don't live in America, so I don't have easy access mm. to HBO Max. Ah. So I've got to wait for the seasons to be put on a streamer called Crave. Shout out to Crave. Oh, um, so I don't think Pose is on Crave yet. I should double check, but I'm waiting <laughs> for that. Uh, the Handmaid's Tale. Mm, I think I watched the first like two seasons, maybe. Same. And then I, I couldn't anymore. Yeah, it's that's one that fell off the wayside. And This Is Us, which I'll admit it. Mm. I've, I watched This Is Us. Alison, Alison, Alison. It's in my nature so to watch network so, TV. So I'm sorry, Alton. So do I. It's good. It's good. It's cute. It's cute. It's, they're all horrible, except except for you know Sterling K. Brown. They're, the characters are all so so terrible. Even he's terrible. But I can't help myself. It's it's like made in a lab to like you know emotionally manipulate and um, and it works. It works for me. No question. Yeah, I like cry all the time. It's like Hallmark. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like it's like the Hallmark commercials or like the you know the beer commercial with the puppy it's like yeah it gets yeah. to you it's, it is it's manufactured for sure so comedy blackish uh first couple seasons only same thing Cobra Kai my husband watched it I've seen it oh is it do you it's, like it's cute yeah he that's what he said it's cute it's good I like Ralph Macchio from or Macchio from it's like it's about um the Karate Kid I don't think it's gonna win but it's good Pen 15 I love that show I love it I love it but I've heard it's oh you have yeah, to watch it. incredible it's so good. you would love it. it's right up your alley right up your alley excellent glad to hear it uh, Emily in Paris um, I don't think you pronounced that correctly I think you need to try again oh pardon me let me put my uh, grade pardon eight moi. grade eight French hat on Emily a Perry Emily in mm. Perry <laughs> okay we're gonna move on I've seen yeah. it. <laughs> hacks hacks have you seen hacks <laughs> yes yes I've seen it yes okay Ted Lasso did you watch it. No, I haven't seen Hacks. That was your cricket. Okay. Ted Lasso, yes, I've watched. Yeah. The Flight Attendant. Yes, I watched it. 
you're I haven't seen any of these. You watch a lot of TV. I don't have a small child. Well, I have a small dog, but she likes TV. <laughs> my excuse though is that I rewatch uh, The Sopranos every oh, couple yeah. of months. That's what I'm doing with my time. <laughs> um, and the Kaminsky method, which I honestly, I don't know anyone that's seen that show, but it keeps getting nominated for stuff. And now for limited series, I've included limited series in this list too, because I consider a limited series to be a TV show. The line is very blurred these days. So nominated for the best outstanding limited series is Mayor of Easttown. Yes. I May Destroy You. Yes, absolutely. I, yeah, saw it. I love it. WandaVision. Yes. Eh. <laughs> I, did, I didn't see. The Queen's Gambit. I saw, I, I saw it. Eh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're into chess, you're probably very into it. Uh, and the Underground Railroad. I have started watching it and have not um, finished it yet, just because I have to be in the right mood. And th- that mood um, usually gets usurped by a Love Island type of mood. Yeah, you have to be in the right headspace. And Love Island <laughs> will quite often uh, win out most nights. Fit that, fit any space. It fits any space. <laughs> At the end of the day when you're tired, yeah, it's great. So uh, snubs, There's uh, there, were, there weren't a lot of snubs because to be honest, it feels like everything got nominated this year. Um, but some of the snubs. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Like, I, just, I literally just read out like 21 TV shows. So there's a lot nominated. But some people are pointing out that um, the show Girls 5 Eva about the girl group mm-hmm. wasn't mm-hmm. nominated as a comedy and people thought it was probably going to get nominated. Like we mentioned before, Small Axe didn't get nominated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, people on the internet are talking about Ethan Hawke. He's in this show called um, The Good Lord Bird, which sounds like a show that I'm making mm, I, up. No, I read the book. Okay. And uh, the book was amazing. The show, I tried to watch it. I couldn't quite get into it. Okay. Well, people seem to think Ethan Hawke should have been nominated. He was not. Um, and then The Underground Railroad was nominated for no acting nominations, yeah. which people are like, that's crazy um pedro pascal was not nominated for the mandalorian and he is the titular mandalorian and he wasn't nominated wait but baby yoda was nominated oh no the puppet was not nominated oh i just assume since we talked so much about baby yoda he was nominated for everything no the puppet was snubbed yet again (sighs) also he's a baby i don't think you could nominate a baby for the emmy oh yeah i guess you don't have a lot of child you have occasional child oscar winners but not a lot of child emmy people the Emmys aren't as into that as the Oscars are. I should say not a lot of the child Emmy nominations because he's the child. Baby Yoda. If you'd watch the show, then you'd know. <laughs> All I know about him is that he eats frogs. I know that. <laughs> he likes deep frogs. Um, and then so one person who wasn't snubbed was Gene Smart, mm. who got two nominations, one for Hacks, one of Mayor for Mayor Town. <laughs> and my guess is the Emmys probably knew that Twitter would absolutely riot if Gene Smart didn't get like nominated so they covered their asses nominated her twice just in case you read too fast and you missed one then you hit the second one you're like okay good she wasn't like okay there she is there she's in there okay yeah do you have any other thoughts about the Emmy nominations um let's see uh no (laughs) (laughs) no nice and simple (laughs) simple intro no no Nicole Kidman did a lot of wig work. She had like a big, like there was a big, I feel like what happened if, if mayor of Easttown hadn't come along, Nicole Kidman yes. probably would have gotten all that, all that um, heat for, for the undoing. Like it was like, we only had room for one. Oh yeah. Like we really care. We cared about the undoing when it was on. Like that was a big thing. Yes. And, like Nicole Kidman acted her 
fucking wig off <laughs> and then mayor of east town shows up and everybody forgets about it right i mean kate eats a sandwich and all of a sudden it's like oh my god is that what she does on the show she eats all the time so my husband didn't watch the show but um he um pre- at least pretended to be interested every time i would shout at him from the other room she's eating pizza now or she's opening another rolling rock like every time like she consumes something i would uh, give him the update which he seemed to appreciate Nice. I know that she. I know that she vapes. That's the only right. thing I know about yeah. Mayor Vistown. <laughs> and like I. And I think that like because where does it take place? It takes place East, in like East Philadelphia, East right? Town. Or like Pennsylvania, East Town, wherever that fuck that is. I think it's Pennsylvania. Yeah. I, girl, I'm not a map. I don't know where that is. <laughs> You're closer to there <laughs> it, than I am in Canada. You're closer to wherever that is. <laughs> You're right. I am. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a drive there. I can drive to Pittsburgh in like See? five hours. <laughs> I don't know nothing about it. I just know that people were excited that she said stuff like water. Water. Yeah. And that she would always go the wall wall. Oh, the go wall, to, wall, which yeah. was like a community. It's store. like a, the 7-Eleven or something for them. Mm-hmm. See, that's the great thing about living in America. You can go to a different state and it's like going to a different country. It really is. Is it the same way in Canada? Would you say different province, different country? Yeah, you get about two hours out of the city, and you're in a different world. <laughs> the bit, look, the biggest one is you go to Quebec, and all of a sudden everything's French. So it does feel like you're in a different world there, right? That's crazy. Hey, Allison, <laughs> you uh, you're familiar with um, Alec Baldwin's wife, Ilaria? Oh, I am, but only Ilaria. Ilaria, uh, how do you say it in your head? Her name is Hillary Baldwin. Uh, she changed her name to Ilaria, or she goes by Ilaria. How do you, do you in your head when you read it? Do you read what? Hilaria? Yeah, I read Hilaria. Hilaria, yeah. She's done this to herself. So Hilaria, or Ilaria, as I like to say, um, so she, she, um, I'm sure, who who could forget Christmas last? Um, I remember because we were driving back from our, uh, we we went to Joshua Tree for Christmas, and we're driving back, and I I was checking. As soon as we got uh, service, I was looking, and I said, oh my God, there's a scandal with Hilaria. And um, it was right after Christmas, and somebody had posted a Twitter thread detailing what they called her decade-long grift, where she impersonates a Spanish person. I was like, what? Don't tell me about this. I didn't know anything about her before, really. Did you? Um, before I the knew, I know. From what I knew, like, Hilaria Baldwin was a Spanish lady. But here's the thing, though. I think I mentioned this maybe on the podcast before when we talked about this. Um originally i just thought that she was like alec baldwin's wife hillary like i thought that she was just like a totally like just hillary baldwin just like a regular white lady like from boston or something right exactly i just thought it was just like yeah unremarkable hillary baldwin and then i was like reading something about it and i was like oh she's from spain i didn't know that like i had no idea she was from allegedly from spain and that kind of changed my mind because i was like okay well i guess like maybe she lost her accent or that happens you know yeah me too like who knows how long she's been here for or you know yeah and then and then when the thread came out i was like oh okay so i was right to assume that she was (laughs) hillary baldwin it was so crazy. I was though. correct. Yes, you were correct. We were all correct um, that thought that she was just like a regular lady um, from America. Um, but she um, had as the somebody posted this Twitter thread and it was her about how she was impersonating being a Spanish person all these years. And it was fascinating. Um, they had all sorts of receipts of her accent 
sometimes being there, sometimes not being there. Alex sometimes referring to her as Spanish or, you know, my wife, Ilaria. And we're like, oh, okay. So she's got a little, right, you know, he married right. somebody, with, you know, from Spain or has some Spanish heritage or something. She was in the, a cover of Ola magazine. There were, you know, there was a vid, that video where she was, um, um, doing a thing for people España, making gazpacho, and then she she forgot the word cucumber, you know. So it was like pretty, like you know, which happens to people that are born in Spain right. or somewhere else, you know. Uh, but then, of course, yeah. it came out that she was actually um, mm-hmm. uh, not uh, Spanish and not of Spanish descent. Um, and then the after that whole Twitter thread came out, that it was like she even had like a whole New York Times interview in which she was not able to explain exactly when or for how long she'd ever lived in Spain. Her parents are like, you know, professionals and in, in Boston area, like one's a doctor, one's a lawyer, and she's um, not uh, from Spain uh, at all. So it was a big fun for everybody for a long time. And then it was like, you know, other shit happened and nobody really gave a shit anymore. I think there was a subreddit that was still like, you know, pounding her, but whatever. It was gone. It was put to bed. Nobody cared. And then all of a sudden she pops up this week with an Instagram post where she said that um, it was a picture of her daughter, Carmen, Carmen, you know because she's Spanish, um, holding like a swirly picture, you know, like a finger painting or something where it's like all swirly. And in the post, um, Hilaria says that um, after visiting with her family, um, and I'm quoting here now, for the first time in nearly two years due to the co- due to COVID, that she they had had a conversation and talked about how how we grew up again quoting we talked about how we grew up our languages our cultures multi and very valid which let's just pretend that was a complete and total thought and sentence and move on um so we're saying she said she was visiting with her family she we don't she didn't say who maybe it's her parents maybe it's like these kind of she had chosen spanish family maybe who knows who was visiting with her uh she went on to say when you are multi It can feel hard to belong. You are constantly going back and forth, trying to be more this or more that, you know. And I would say that as a multi myself, um, uh, multi is a, I did check and to see if that was like an actual word that people use for being, but it's not. (laughs) I was going to ask, I was like, is this a hilarious-ism? Like, did she make this up? Because I've never heard this term. She made it up. She made it up. I looked it up. Um, okay. Even like the the Wikipedia article for like multiculturalism or multicultural only mm-hmm. refers to nations, communities, and geographic locations and not a single individual. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if they did, you know, if it was like within a, a single person's identity, that I don't really think we're going to be seeing like the Wiki Commons picture of Alaria there in the top right, you know, as a, a bastion of cultural multi ethnicity right doubtful yes uh, doubtful. <laughs> very doubtful so then she goes when you're multi it can be hard to belong to feel like you belong you're constantly going back and forth trying to be more this or more that i mean who is expecting her to be spanish right i mean that was a choice it's crazy at this at this point i don't think there's too many people that are like you know who i really want to see more of is ilaria where did ilaria go bring her back why isn't she being Spanish enough for me right now? Right. She's having to go back and forth. Like, you know, be more like this, be more like that, you know? Um, And then she said, it's not a light switch that cleanly switches on and off more of a sliding tile that simply shifts through the rainbow of colors. We all get to create our individual expressions of our cultures, languages, 
who we love, who we believe in, how we dress and present ourselves. People will try to find a reason to invalidate you. Therefore, their attacks seem justified in their eyes. They can hate, poke fun, and shame you, asked you, asked you for it through your audacity to be you. That doesn't even make any sense. Asked for it. Say that you asked for it. Did she ask for it? It's such a salad. It's such a, you know, I mean, if we are talking about a multicultural salad, this could be a good example of a, a word salad that's got, you know, maybe a little feta cheese and, um, you know, uh, balsamic vinegar and like a domestic olive oil and like, you know, this is like the salad that you get at the Olive Garden. There's everything What's in it. What's the thing that comes from Boston baked beans are in the salad. She's got she's got Boston baked beans in the salad. Maybe a little you know a little crab cake in there. Liquefied cucumber. How do you say? It's so wild to me though too because like when she talks about like cultural fluidity, like going like a tile sliding back and forth. It's like yeah, I could understand that if you're talking about like going from a Boston accent to a New York accent. Like right. that happens. You grow up in Boston, then you move to New York. And then like, sometimes you're going to say like Harvard Yard or whatever, you know, like that happens. Your accent slips out. But like, that's that's like the type of cultural fluidity we would expect from someone. Hilaria Baldwin. Hilaria Baldwin who moved from Boston to New York. Exactly. So here's the thing that gets me. So yes, yeah, she said, we need to normalize the fact that we are all unique. Our culture, languages, sexual orientations, religions, political beliefs are, all caps, allowed to be fluid. So here's my question for you, Hilaria, if you're listening. Um... Why? <laughs> Why? This is, I mean, she's obviously talking about herself here, right? But, like, what do you think prompted her to, like, jump back into this? Right. And why do you think that she, like, searched the GLAD and the NWC, NAACP websites for, like, language that could explain her oopsie, you know? I mean, it's so crazy. <laughs> it was very, like, yeah, it's, like, she definitely, like, Googled, like, what's it? what's it like to... What's it like to be of two cultures? Multicultural. Yeah. Right. But exactly. she can't really say multicultural because it's like you kind of have one culture and it's American because we. Right. She's just multi. Just plain old multi. multi. Well, also, too, it's like it's it's something where it's so it feels like so it just feels forced to be because it's like if she had just been like, listen, I'm Hillary from Boston. Everybody knows this. Like, you know, pull out my school pictures and every single school picture is going to be like, you know, Boston public not the show the like you know yeah. the school i doubt she i doubt she went to public <laughs> school but anyways i digress um but it's like if you just say like listen i'm just regular old hillary and then be like you know what i love spain i fucking love spain spain is my thing i love spanish there's food. people like that yeah all the it's time. like just say like spain is my thing did emily in paris in paris not just get nominated for an emmy i mean this is something that we appreciate she was wearing a little beret she like i mean didn't she ride on a bike with a baguette in I'm her bag i did. mean in her little bike uh she uh she did she had she had a little cat so it's not like it's not allowed people are allowed yeah also like okay look we all know people who went to summer camp who like made summer camp their personality which good for them i'm so happy for you that you love summer camp that much but they're not going to be like i'm multi i'm american and summer camp like just be like i love right. summer camp i went there in the summer it was super fun i love my friends we have our inside jokes we sing our camp songs that nobody else understands 
and like I am in hog heaven when I'm near a lake in a canoe and it's like just if she just said that where she's like I went to Spain a bunch of times when I was a kid I love it I love Spain I'd move there if I could but I don't I fell I fell in love with the culture yeah I, love I fell in love with the culture it, as opposed to saying I am the culture yeah exactly it's like, not I mean it's one is respectable and the other is like are you though yeah <laughs> and also too it's like you can say like I you know I have friends in Spain that truly feel like family to me and it's like we'd all accept that because we're like yeah of course like you can make some you know yeah. you choose your own family and that kind of stuff but it's it's and also too I feel like it's like selling the grift too where it's like we we know you're from Boston like we all know this it's kind of like um it's like it's like when you're like old enough to know that like um when you sort of know about Santa Claus and like people are still like you gotta go yeah. to sleep before Santa comes and you're like uh-huh but it's like we're all on the same page like we know the truth about this and that's kind of like Hillary it's like Hillary Hilaria we know what's going on we know the truth like you can you can drop this you can drop the I'm from Spain thing now like we're we're good we don't also, need that anymore what is the, what what is the grift what did she gain from this that's, she just yeah. gets to look more interesting than she thinks she is, but now she looks um, interesting for different reasons. Interesting in a like um, psychologically interesting. You know what I mean? Maybe. I mean, I guess here's the thing: if she if she like is like, okay, fine, I'm not going to be culturally fluid. I'm just going to be from Boston. If she's not, you know, how far down the you know level of Boston celebrities is she? It's like Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Bridget yeah. Moynihan. Marky uh, Mark, Marky Mark, Seth Meyers. Who else is from Boston? Those, those are those are my touchstones. I don't know. I don't recognize anybody other than Damon Affleck. Ro- yeah, Marky Mark, the beer, Sam Adams, and then it's like so. This does kind of make her like a little bit interesting, I guess, or like maybe Alec is really into it. So she's like, I gotta. He well, is I think still convinced whole, that I'm from Spain. I mean, it's just like, um, it's just, uh, I mean, I don't want to get, I mean, I'm, I'm not a licensed um, uh, psychiatrist or psychologist. You're not? Or whoever. Or, or a linguist, for that matter. In fact, I am licensed to do very little. Uh-huh. So maybe that makes me an expert. I think I understand what Hilary is talking about, though, with like cultural fluidity. And so, like, I can't hate completely because, um, you know, while I have never claimed to be a person who, you know, is from Spain, um, but I will say that, um, you know, if I get outside of the city, my inner hick jumps out. And the second I land on a country station on my car radio, that's it for me. It's going to be a lot. Of, it's going to be a lot of y'alls and <laughs> damn nears. So I get it. I get it, Hilary. I, I, I understand. We, we get it. It's true. It's like, you know, I mean, we're all, I mean, I actually have uh, some, like a lot of what she said, like did resonate with me. I have to say as a, as a biracial person myself, mm-hmm. you know, when she was talking about, you know, sometimes you're asked to be a little more this or a little more that. And I'm like, that is true. But I have never been asked to be a little more uh, something that I'm not. Well, by anyone well i mean just like she says it's fluid so you can pick something mika that's true i can just pick something so i'm going to you know um go with the uh 
my, I think I wrote the, about this on the site, but I do have kind of an alter ego that pops out when I get drunk and, um, and it's not my fault. It's boy order of the Peaky Blinders. <laughs> you really want that Emmy nomination, don't you? Here's where we go through five quick stories, starting with Scarlett Johansson and the possibility that she might be pregnant. So multiple sources that spoke with Page Six say that 36-year-old ScarJo is currently pregnant with her first child with 39, her 39-year-old husband of about a year, Colin Jost. Uh, ScarJo skipped a bunch of the in-person promo for Black Widow uh, and instead choosing to appear via Zoom from the chest up. And sources say that she's very pregnant and due very soon. This would be, as I mentioned, Colin Joe's first kid, but it would be ScarJo's second kid, if this is true. She shares a six-year-old daughter, Rose Dorothy, with her ex, Romaine Doriac. For, for for a second there, I, I'd i forgotten who the other baby was. Like, wait, is it Ryan Reynolds? Was she married to, she was married to Ryan Reynolds, wasn't she? She was, her first husband is Ryan Reynolds, which is a very weird... Okay. It feels like a weird <laughs> trivia thing where it's like Scarlett Johansson has six toes and she was married to Ryan Reynolds for a brief She's period of time. all over the place. <laughs> Colin Jost is a first time dad, but that doesn't mean he's not ready. He's spent the past four years staying up till midnight dealing with uh, Donald Trump's tantrums. So this newborn baby will be a piece of cake. <laughs> After years of teasing it, Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton have finally gotten married. The tabloid rumors were true, if not a little bit late. So they got married over the July 4th weekend on Blake's farm in Oklahoma in a chapel that Blake built specifically for the occasion. And it was small and intimate. There was family and friends and Carson Daly. (laughs) So Blake built the chapel himself. So can we just assume that all the parting gifts were splinters in your ass? (laughs) Yeah. Like that was was, like the gift bag is just like your ass. And then, like, all the splinters that are in it, you know, you go open it when you get home. And a little polysporin. Yeah. And a tiny little bottle of his, his booze. He's got a little vodka. He's he's a, one of the celebrity vodka people. For the pain. I You know what? I'd be okay if that was... I'd be okay if that was my take-home. Vodka and polysporin. You can always use that. So, terrible, terrible news for space-bound billionaires. Sir Richard Branson beat you all into space. So Richard Branson took off in his Virgin Galactic spaceship on July 11th. He traveled to the edge of space, so he didn't go to space. He went to the edge of space. The the safest part that you can go to without actually being a space person. Um, He beat Jeff Bezos into space by about a week. Jeff Bezos is going uh, next week. And the trip will reportedly cost us normal people about $250,000 if you want to sort of go into space just like Richard Branson did. Wow. Wow. So it's like Disneyland for billionaires. Um, I just want to know why Kodak Black got all sorts of flack for throwing money into the ocean and flushing it down the toilet, where Richard Branson gets hailed as a hero for doing the same with his rocket fuel. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's true. I think that I think Richard Branson would have taken some heat if he had also like um, opened up the space hatch and thrown some money out of it. Throw the I, money I think... out. I wish he, well, I think he would have gotten, I think it would have been better. I mean, he wasn't in real space. It might've floated down eventually to actually help some people here on earth. So Kodak black one, Richard Branson, zero. But also, I mean, here's the thing about the billionaires going into space too, is I feel like they're only going into space because it's cool 
to be able to say they went into space. But I have to ask, right. what is next? What's the next cool yeah. thing for billionaires? Do you know what I hear is really cool? Paying my overdue visa bill on time. Who will be the first billionaire to cross that barrier? It has never been paid on time before. It could be you, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez, the original Benifer, continue to be this summer's it couple. Uh, thank you to them for that. And they've recently made some big steps in their relationship. So Ben and JLo have been seen hanging out with some of their kids. So Ben Affleck's kids and JLo's kids. They don't currently have any kids together. And there's a rumor that they're moving in very soon. So sources tell Us Weekly that Benifer has contacted a real estate agent and have asked to see homes in Bel Air and Beverly Hills as soon as possible. And the sources also say that they plan on moving in together very, very soon. So it could possibly happen. Who knows? Maybe this summer. I don't know. It could be happening right now, as we speak. It, well, here's here's why I don't think it's happening. Here's why I don't think it's happening right now, Mika. So that real estate agent has got a really hard job ahead of them. This is going to be like, Benefer is going to be pickier than the pickiest couple on House Hunters. JLo needs a spacious 20,000 square foot compound tucked away in a gated community. But Ben Affleck needs to be close to his favorite Dunkin' Donuts location. So how are they going to compromise? They can't. Well, I think what you're missing here is what they really need is to have a house that is completely surrounded by balconies. Mm. So can they have it all? I mean, for their, you know, they have to signal the State of the Union uh, regularly. You know, it's like a Vita, except for, you know, them. And they come out on the balcony for the Paps and let us know, you know, what's happening. Yes, they need to call the Chriselle from uh, Selling Sunset. I think she can find find them like a wraparound balcony that is secluded, but also has a beach just for the paparazzi. Yeah, and a toilet and a walk-in closet. And finally, Paris Hilton, model, socialite, repeat dog owner, attention enthusiast, DJ, and now cooking show host. Netflix has given Paris Hilton her own cooking show creatively titled Cooking with Paris. Paris serves as an executive producer and will feature her cooking with some of her famous friends. The six-episode half-hour series will be out on Netflix on August the 4th. Did you watch her that video that she had a couple uh, months ago where she was making the lasagna? I did. It was riveting. It was something. <laughs> I am sure that this is a future Emmy winner, but the only thing is Netflix needs to fire the creative team who came up with that title because... Cooking with Paris? How is it not called That's Hot? No, really, the oven is very hot. Watch out. Uh, see, here's my th alternate Tyler title. Paris is burning lasagna. See, Netflix, come on. We would have done that for you for free. Really? Come on. For free! would normally be where Michael and I would do this week's show and tell or we would answer some listener questions but since Mika is a mysterious enigma and I'm sure you all want to know more about her we thought it'd be fun to answer some listener questions <laughs> to get to know Mika better so are you ready Mika I'm ready okay good because these these are very uh these are hard hard-hitting journalist questions well I'm a hard-hitting journalist so you know it makes sense okay so first question comes from Alan what did you do before delisted, Mika? <laughs> what didn't I do, Alan? Well, Alan, let me tell you. No, no. Um, let's see. 
I have had a long storied career in a lot of random shit. Uh, let's see, my first like job in high school was I cleaned speculums for a lady gynecologist. What? Um, <laughs> that's like, that's the craziest first job. I know, I know. I used to go after after school. It was like uh, when I was in high school, I used to go after school on my way home and I would stop at this lady's office and then um, it, the office was closed and she just had this big bucket of speculums and like this disgusting fluid and I would have to clean them. Um, and uh, yeah, the smell today, to this day, haunts me. Not from the speculums, but from the The cleaning solution, solution. yeah. Anyway, the solution, yeah. Um, let's see, I was a receptionist at a vet hospital um i was a wrangler at a western themed summer camp i was a cashier at a place called whole earth access which was like a hippie a department store i worked in the electronics department um let's see i was a receptionist at an aerial mapping firm out by the oakland airport i was the credit manager at the san francisco bay guardian which was a um a alternative weekly uh, here in the san francisco i was um I don't know if uh, people are familiar with the author Dave Eggers. Um, I was his personal assistant, and I helped uh, build the Pirate Store, um, which is part of 826 Valencia in San Francisco, which is now a national, maybe even international organization. Um, I worked at a puppy training school, uh, scheduling people and their puppies to take classes. I worked, I was an accountant at a biotech company that sold human bone marrow, um, and collected human bone marrow. Uh, I was an office manager at an IT company, and I went back to school, got my master's, I mean, I got my uh, bachelor's in English Lit, and then I got a master's in uh, teaching English to speakers of other languages, so then I was an EFL teacher for a while, and then we moved to Switzerland, and there I didn't was not able to work, but I did do English teaching there, and then while I was in Switzerland, I got the job at Delisted. <laughs> I'm probably missing like four, four or five in there. It's not great. It's like interesting jobs. It's that's so cool. Random. I obviously had having a hard time finding myself. <laughs> but this is my first time like having a professional writing job, and it has been a revelation. So I'm very happy where I found myself. Yeah. Right. Very cool. I mean, I want to hear about more about this, like, biotech company or whatever, because that sounds like alien. That was some freaky shit, man. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like really Scott's alien. So that's a that's a whole other story for um, another uh, episode. A, I want to hear exactly. about that. <laughs> so next question. This one is from Laura. I was a listener, and I'm actually really excited to hear the answer to this one. I was a listener of your podcast, Celebrity Booze Cruise, and was wondering, in your opinion, what is the worst celebrity booze brand and what is the best? Mm, okay. Well, I got to say, um, unfortunately, our uh, show, we ended before, like, I think it's really taking off in a bigger way than it was when we were doing it. So there's so many that we uh -huh. never got to. But um, during our tenure, we uh, had like two years run. Um, I would say the worst booze is probably a tie between um, Diddy had a Ciroc uh, Pina Colada flavored. I'm still not sure what the alcohol was, but it tasted like uh, coconut water with like uh, maybe a little bit of a rancid funk to it um, and very soapy. It was disgusting. That and Lisa Vanderpump had a sangria, which was also disgusting. 
Um, but that kind of leads us into the best alcohols that we did, which was after we drank the Lisa Vanderpump Sangria, we had to switch because it was so disgusting to Christy Brinkley has a Prosecco, okay. which was delightful, delightful. Um, we really enjoyed that. the name of that Prosecco? Google Christy Brinkley Prosecco. Oh, wait, it was like Bella Misio or Bella, Bella something. Maybe the, maybe the Bella good people something. at Bella Misi something will send you a free bottle. Yes, maybe. Um, and then I would say, uh, this is kind of basic, but it was um, Cas- uh, George George and Randy Gerber's uh, Casamigos was probably the best. That really? We, that was, we were surprised. That is a very fine liquor. Very fine. Oh, my gosh. Would very you say fine. that you've drank like every celebrity liquor? Oh, God, no. There's so many. I mean, like we could have literally gone on for a decade and not touched all the celebrity liquors. Your poor livers. If you had gone on for a decade. <laughs> Podcast listener Angela wants to know who is your favorite and least favorite celebrity to cover when you're writing about them. I'd say I know that you and Michael had answered this question on the podcast a while ago. Um, And for me, I I would say Angelina Jolie is probably my favorite. And just, just because um, her voice in my head is very strong. Like, I feel like I, yeah, I mean, a lot of, a lot of celebrities like you, like, I mean, obviously you're not, you don't know them, but like some of them have such a persona that you kind of like build a character in your mind of who they are. Uh And for Angie, that's like, that's, she's like one of my favorite characters. Um, So I do love to write about Angelina Jolie. Um, Also Madonna. Madonna's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I would say the worst are like, oh, like anything that's like going to be gross or sad. So like R. Kelly, like it's fun to like rag on him, but like you only have so many jokes uh, and it's just like, uh, it's so gross. And I don't, you know, it's not, it's not, you don't feel like you're in a funny mood when you're, you know, getting up to write about, you know, a pervert like that. It's more fun. It's more fun to write in your Angelina Jolie vo- voice. And then there's like a fine line that you you know you want to be respectful. Anytime there's like a victim involved, right? So, um, you know, you you want to be respectful, but also like I mean, I I do feel like it is important in our culture to like take down like these terrible people that do terrible things. But you know, it, again, it's it's not necessarily fun. Yes. Oh, okay. So next one, Christy asks, "What celebrity would you want to be stranded on an island with, and why?" Uh, Angie. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> she'd be fun. <laughs> she'd be she'd be fun. I mean, no, I think if, if I'm being uh, if I'm being honest, I would have to say um, Tom Hardy. Sorry, who? Tom Hardy. Tom Tom Hardy. Just because this would. This uh, imaginary scenario is probably the, as likely as any other to get me in front of Tom Hardy. So, um, and that is kind of my ultimate goal in life is to commune with Mr. Hardy. So, um, yeah, I would have to say, Tom, I think you'd be so much fun. He put on lots of little plays and stuff. And, like, I would just sit back and he would do a lot of weird characters and, like, you know, get on his all fours and like grunt and stuff like i'm sure he would be get down to do anything to amuse me so tom hardy that's my final answer <laughs> tom hardy in a coconut bra <laughs> okay so last one uh, listener joseph says 
I know you lived in Switzerland for a bit, and you mentioned that you lived in Switzerland, uh, you know, a couple minutes ago. How close did you get to meeting Tina Turner? <sighs> Greatest tragedy of my life, I tell you. Not very close. I mean, I know, I, I know where she lived. I mean, I uh, found the town. I walked the town. I found where her house is but you know i mean tina you know she really cherishes her privacy so i didn't like do anything creepy i just kind of like slowly walked around that neighborhood and occasionally would take time to go down there and just like see if she would pop out and stuff um so but i never saw her but i did ask everybody that i met if they had saw her seen her or if they had any stories about her and a lot of people had seen her and uh, she does get out, and uh, she uh, just never came out to see me. So Tina, if you're out there, you have your your number one fan was breathing down your neck, and you never knew. Two ships passing in the night, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so there you have it. We've peeled back the many layers of Mika, and now you know. So there's no Mariah style. I don't know hers. We know her now. We know Mika. We know everything we need to know about her. She used to clean speculums, and she almost met Tina Turner. What more do you need to know? Yeah, Exactly. You know everything. So that wraps up this week's episode of Delisted the Podcast. As always, like and subscribe and all that. If you haven't left us a review wherever you leave reviews, please do that because we love to see it. We love to read them. Um, if you have a question or a comment, email us at dtp at delisted.com. Uh, we appreciate every email. And Mika, thank you so much for joining us this week. It was great to have you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was, it's an honor, an absolute honor. The honor was all ours. I'm your biggest fan. I listen every week. It's my first podcast I listen to in my queue. So, you know, it's not just because I wonder some, I, my name might pop up. I'm not that much of a diva. We'll start name drop. We'll start name dropping you every episode now. That's our Easter egg to you. All right. Well, till next time. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.